uh, welcome to on the watch list and um, so there's three people on a plane right um, a rabbi a Buddhist and a priest and um, suddenly a bird hits the turbine and uh, it blows up the turbine I know that's not how that works but just stick with me and um, the plane starts going down and what does the priest say to the rabbi and the Buddhist? We're all gonna die. <laughs> Folks, this is the show where we review movies. And today we're reviewing Jaws. Um, 1975 film by a little little person um, named uh, Quentin Tarantino. We're back, folks. I've unpaused my recording, and no, if no, this don't. makes it in, it makes it in. No, Joe, you I know you I better start recording. I, I am yeah. starting. I'm, I'm I am, I am recording. I'm but recording. We, you know, I have to take that That's, part out, right? Good. Well, we don't have an intro, folks. Um, <laughs> so, what did you think about this movie? I know we have in different differing opinions. Well, Joe, you're on more. You're more on the positive side. I'm more on the extreme positive side. Emmy just thinks it was mediocre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it actually works out. I mean, gave three, I gave four, you gave five stars on Letterboxd. <laughs> so it's like, we have the royal flag. I actually knew Emmy wouldn't like this. Well, not li- dislike it, but wouldn't like it. <laughs> Is that why you suggested it? No, I, I When I was explaining to my dad, who loves this movie, why I didn't like it, I was like, there's one very big reason why I didn't really particularly uh, grab onto this movie. And I said, but if I tell you, you're going to laugh at me. And he was like, what? And I was like, there were no strong female characters. There were barely any female characters. If, if I watch wow. a movie with n- not a lot of relatable female characters, chances are, unless it's funny, unless it's like super bad, but that still has female characters. But like, you know, you can make a narrative about men and like not make it men get drunk on a boat and have a pissing contest of who has the biggest scar. You could tell this movie was was for men. <laughs> that's what I it's my take on. Oh, well, that's crazy. It's like <laughs> written and directed by men. Exactly. Uh, the, what, if the, what if the sharks are female? <laughs> there actually is speculation that Jaws is a woman. Um... <sighs> And some people just, like, I read a couple of Letterboxd reviews, and it was just like, you know what, guys? Jaws is just, like, on her period. Like, leave her alone. She just wants to eat and, like, you know, Damn. float around and do her thing. And Can that got me thinking, periods? do sharks get their periods? Um, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Isaac, you want to look that up for us? Uh, no, I'm not going to look that up on my laptop. <laughs> you go in the period's an interesting thing. I feel like if we were the, if the humans evolved for like a couple thousand more years, that would have been ironed out. Because what what like survival purpose does that serve? That's I feel like there's better ways to shut the end. No, I feel like there's but there there could have been better ways to do it. I mean, come on, well, that's the only way. That's how to, anatomy kind of works. No, but that's what I'm talking about. I'm saying like if we had a couple more years in the obviously like. Um, evolution, we, it's kind of like, you know, we've slowed it down to a point of, like, insignificance. But I think if we had a little more time in the hunter-gatherer phase, I don't think that would have been as much of a problem. Do sharks have periods? <laughs> I mean, um, I'm not sure, like, what a female, like, I don't, I don't know. Because, like, at least we have the, you know, the chief's wife. No, that's that's something. Do it? whales menstruate periods <laughs> attract st- sharks? 
Yeah, that would be really funny. If the sharks bled, and then other sharks were like, oh, shit, it's just her period blood. Oh, we thought it was a fucking seal or some shit. Come on. (laughs) I think sharks can, like, like, be like, oh, this is this type of blood. You think they have a nose for that shit? You know, guys, like, why know why them. wasn't this the intro? You could have put this as the intro. It can <laughs> still be the intro. Oh, I don't know. We've uh, it, no. Welcome back to it's on the watch list. Question of the day: No, do no, sharks no, no, get no. their period? You know, Joe. This is not the intro. This is the intro. This is officially. I will. I will quit the show, folks. This is the last episode of on the watch. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> Honestly. Well, 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 who's gonna suggest the next movie after Emmy? Me. Oh yeah. No, Fuck after you. Emmy. Oh. Fuck you, Isaac. <laughs> I don't plus, need this shit. Plus, plus, I don't need this fucking shit. Oh my god. <laughs> I quit. Fuck plus, this. Plus, you know, like if it's just Fuck me this. and Emmy, we could just veto each other, mo- each other's movies, and not get anywhere. We need no, a Or I'll bring Diego on, and he'll just suggest shit ass. DC movies. Well, he's so not a, he's not a member don't of this quit, podcast, Joe, though. Please. Well, yeah, yeah. Please don't quit, Joe. Isaac, <laughs> beg him to stay. <laughs> well, what do you want me to do? Bring out Cassie? Yes. <laughs> no, that's not gonna happen. Joe knows this. Joe is gone. He has not spoken, so I'm convinced he's not coming back. Um, well, Joe's death was a terrible tragedy, but to lose Emmy would barely be good to live. For me, it is a deep yet personal loss. So it is with a heavy heart that I assume all of Joe's scripts and I will make them into, um, let's see, what can I make them as? I will make them, in, I will turn them into monster movies. Like I could just take one of Joe's scripts and just insert Jaws in there, make it a Jaws ripoff. So, How about um, that, Joe? If Joe wants to come out of hiding when he's done, we genuinely do not know if he is still there or not. He's um, there. Yeah. Oh, hello. He's <laughs> there. Yeah, okay. No one gets my musical theater reference. So, guys, yeah, what is that from? While, and again, after I was speculating if sharks got their periods or not, when I was scrolling through the letterbox reviews, I stumbled upon an analogy uh, pitched by a certain user stating that um, this movie really does contextualize um, a lot of modern things, and it's very relevant. Uh, yeah. And some people were like, you know, this is kind of a big old metaphor or subtle metaphor for COVID because this fucking mayor character, you know, he's all like, open the beaches. There's no unforeseen threat, even though a little boy has just died. We're fine. We need the money. Well, because he Stimulate thought he caught the, the shark. economy. Well, that's why he... All that yeah. good stuff. Even though I, Hooper, I s- the only logical character in the movie, said that it wasn't the shark. They were like, nah, science, man. It's a perfect metaphor for COVID. Just, you know, <laughs> Republicans being like, science. I believe in the god of guns. That's what I follow. Well, I actually went into this knowing that that is a popular theory, and while I got that a bit, what I got more is this being a metaphor for climate change. I think this is a better climate change movie than Don't Look Up. Really? It's about yeah. Could, could you um, elaborate on that? Because it sounds like an interesting. Let me theory. let me look at my notes. Um, 
I've seen. I saw this movie like five years ago. Um, Wait, you so, did? I thought you said you no, never watched this movie. No, that, that's that was a um, hyperbole. Well, I don't know. A hyperbole, whatever. Wait, what? Um, I'm confused. Did you watch this movie five years ago? No, no? I did. I, I've I've watched it like recently, but um, it's like how you know, like people are like, oh, just like basically what Emmy said, like, oh shit shit's usual shit you know everything's okay and then they don't listen to like the scientist guy and it's just like you know profits over everything and it it sort of also has that kind of uh you know theme of like uh, nature versus man which i guess could also play into the covid thing um and you know they just have this thing in the water that keeps like you know eating people and making things worse, but they just keep chumming the water to, you know. But at the end, they kill the shark, so I guess that that kind of pokes a hole in that theory. Well, it's really, it's, it's what is the shark symbolic of? Is the shark symbolic of COVID? If the shark is symbolic of climate change, what does killing the shark mean for the overall metaphor? Well, like, it can't be symbolic of any of these things because they weren't really a thing back then. This is just kind of like an after the fact. Well, yeah, it's um, not like it's more of like a headcanon. But I just think mm-hmm. that obviously the creators of this movie were not like, you know, mainly because, like you said, these those things didn't exist. But, you know, if if for any reason back in the 70s, some person who would have been considered a lunatic back then believed in climate change and was like, we need to stop killing the planet, um, then honestly, that could be a viable answer. But once you kill the shark, what does that signify? Uh, For all analogies. It means that they, I don't know. It means, uh, I just uh, saw it as, like, you can't trust governments to solve your problems. You have to go out and do it yourself. (laughs) The mayor annoyed me. I hated this scene when it was the 4th of July weekend, and then he's all, like, mad that no one's swimming. I was like, why do you care if people are swimming or not? Do you make an extra 30 bucks for every person in the water? Well, the thing is, like, how I interpret it. How I interpreted that is because, like, you know, Amity is well known for its beaches. And if no one goes in the water, like, like, again, because they just they just witnessed a shark attack. If no one goes in the water, that means, you know, like the shark could like people could be self-aware that the shark is still out there or something like that. They he needs people to go in the water. So, like, more people could come, you know, because, like, again, like Amity is like well known for its beaches. I'm trying to explain it, but I don't know if I'm getting through with anyone. No, so I get what you're saying. I, yeah, I so, just thought it was kind of stupid. I mean, like, I get why, because he's all like, oh, I want people to be enjoying it. Like, there's nothing wrong. So just go in the water, because there's no shark. But just how he was so persistent about it. And honestly, I, I hated his character, but I, I thought he was very essential. Um, I mean, like, that's, yeah, that's, that, that's, the, that's the point of the character. You're supposed to hate him, because, like... What were we going to say, Joe? I was going to say, I found it funny how he didn't go in the water. <laughs> that's what I'm too. saying. I'm like, it's all for you. You know? Yeah. That's the point. I, I think that's the point of his character overall. He's just like, yeah. a, he's a greedy, he's a greedy guy. Like in the beginning, like literally 10 minutes in, he just tells Brody that, you know, he has a conversation that he needs the summer dollars. And like, um, 
you know, in the book, it's actually much more stupid because I actually uh, read some like some parts of the summary of the book, and it's like much more dumber. Um, so I'm glad that they removed it. But like, yeah, it's more in the case because he's compelled by greed because he needs he needs money. That's it. That's that's the that's technically his character, really. Ooh, yeah. it would be interesting if another take on Jaws could be each of the characters represents one of the seven deadly sins and how it aids in the demise and or uh, survival of their character. And I'm already thinking, all right, so like the mayor could be greed, Jaws is lust, because um, the shark is a character, and then Hooper, I guess, would be pride. Because he's, he's a little, not narcissistic, but he's a little kind of like, I'm the scientist, I know what's up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the cop guy's name? Chief Brody. Brody? Yeah. What would his sin be? Isaac, you're good at telling people they're sinful. Who would, what sin what, would what, he what, be? What, what, what do you mean his <laughs> sin? He doesn't really have any sin. He's just a police chief. He's afraid of the water. Yeah, he's a police chief. That should be sin enough. He's a police chief. Being a police officer is a sin. <laughs> and plus, I'm starting to have a difficult time understanding your um analogy with jaws associating with lust what does that have to do with anything because jaws lusts after blood nope that what uh, no okay can we okay let's well, is this a, is this in like a lust in like a sexual way yeah but lust can still be like you know it doesn't necessarily have to be lust yeah but that's what most people would, yeah but well, it, that's actually what most people interpret it though because it's just you know, something, it, it's a sexual desire. <laughs> That's literally what the definition well, then, basically Well, then entails. why do they say bloodlust? It's just like a... It's the same, same. term. It's just the may same, have different a, meanings, but... We're talking like biblical... Food for thought. Meanings. Well, we all know. I don't know shit about the Bible. Um, I'm going to read more. Oh, great. We're going to we're going to review God's Not Dead, the sequel trilogy. We're going to review the soon. Bible. <laughs> Folks, next episode, <laughs> next episode, we review the Bible. Um, All right. I hope you bought your Bibles. I bought mine. Yes. I don't think I own a Bible. Well, Emmy, I am very it's disappointed free. in you. Both you, houses. I you think can get it online. You can um, get a PDF. Yeah. PDF. Um, maybe. So the first thing in my notes is, is the first thing that I noticed is I get it. It's the 70s and all. But like, why is everyone wearing pants and jackets in the summer during Fourth of July weekend, which is in most areas noted to be one of the hottest weekends of the summer? Uh because that was the style. I don't know. I mean, I, I see know, people walking glasses and the. It reminded me of this scene in Big Mouth where it's like they go back to the twenties, and and the kids like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine shorter bathing suits, and they're in fucking dresses and bonnets at the beach. That's what that reminded me of. I mean, I don't think that's really much of a criticism though, because like. You know, that could be what they wore back then. I mean, were you there in the 70s, Emmy? No, but my parents were. Okay, my why not? Okay, were. well, I'll ask your parents after this episode and ask them if they wore jackets or something. They, they did I not. Mean, my dad wore, like, my dad wore a Speedo sometimes. That was in the <laughs> 80s more, but, um, you know, airing out oh. all my dad's dirty laundry. But uh, let's t- 
since you guys had a more positive reaction to this film, I want to talk about the best thing in this movie is easily the score. It yeah, is just absolutely so fire, genuine moments of suspense just latch on to you and they do not let go. And there's yeah. so many moments where like you think something's going to happen and then it's just completely static. And I love that. And did you know initially when John Williams, who composed like two years later, Star Wars, which, which beat this movie at the box office, did you know that when uh, Steven Spielberg first heard this um, theme for that John Williams played, he initially laughed at it? <laughs> That's damn. Yeah, yeah. Well, he initially laughed at it, but like um, later on, he stated that you know the film would have been half as successful without the score. Absolutely. uh, Honestly, that's like the thing is what I most love about the score. It's supposed to represent the shark as an unstoppable force of like, and I'm reading this right now, of mindless and instinctive instinctive attacks. That's like what makes the score really good. And I think what adds to the score on top of that is the cinematography too. And the thing is like we're using our imaginations. That's like that's what Steven Spielberg intended because during production of this movie, they faced a lot of issues with um with making this movie, especially in terms of the shark robot that they had. So this is also one of the first films filmed in the water in, in the ocean. So because the shark f- suffered like many malfunctions under the ocean, they instead opted out to do, um, you know, to rely on cinematography shots. So we're just looking at the shark's point of view, which is a better, much better, um, what's the word? They're better choice because it kind of makes it, it makes it a lot more terrifying because we're looking at the shark's point of view and we're just using our imaginations. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually didn't notice the score too much. Um, I guess How probably, could you not, Joe? I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess they probably heard these tracks a lot because you know they're like so iconic. Yeah. So kind of like sunk. Well, that's probably into the why background. I didn't really I noticed the score in Star Wars that much when I first watched it. So you know what? Hmm. I'll let it slide. I apologize, Joe. I hope. Oh, yeah. Fuck me. you. Fuck you. Joe, did I even tell you that I I love it when you say that? It's just so. Yeah, funny. you did. Dude, Joe was. Isaac was literally, when I was on call with Isaac last night, he was like, oh, I wish Joe was here so he could tell, he could say fuck you to me. Like, (laughs) it's just so funny. (laughs) Joe, what did you just do? Like, you're you're showing something on Skype of Spongebob. (laughs) I don't know. I just wanted to. (laughs) Uh, If anybody, for for those listening at home, I'm just streaming the GIF, the very low quality GIF of Spongebob dancing. Oh, by the way, oh, by the way, Emmy, do your Joe impression. <laughs> do your Joe impression. Oh, boy. oh, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> Fuck you, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> I literally asked Emmy to do that because I really missed you saying Yeah, that he me. needed me to say because Because I go, I'm more aggro. I'm like, Fuck you, Isaac. And he's like, No, it's not the same. When Joe says it, he sounds so defeated. And I was like, All right, all right, how about, how about. Fuck you, Isaac. <laughs> because when I say it, I am defeated. <laughs> you have nothing else to say. <laughs> I just love it whenever I hear Joe says that. It's just so funny to me. I'm so glad. Um, oh wait, shit. I, I like. I think the actual like meaning of Jawzell 
um, is like, you know, out with the old and with the new. Like, you know, like the yeah. old guy dies. He fucking and the gets chomped don't. in half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like fucking, like, get with the times or be eaten by a shark. <laughs> motherfuckers. But no, it kind of is, you know, I, I think that that probably is the meaning mm-hmm. of it. Well, there's a lot of themes that can be interpreted with this film, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, I'm trying to read the themes of it, but like they use a lot of big words, so I don't know if I can pronounce it. I don't even understand what these big words mean. Like one of them says polysemi or polysemonesemusness. I can't. Polyamorous. No, not polyamorous. Jaws is in a polyamorous relationship. <laughs> no, polysemusness. Sem- Semusness. I don't know. <laughs> Look I'm it up. I'm not aware of that word either. Yeah, <laughs> they use Damn. big words, and I don't understand what any of it means. But like, one of the things I was I just read is that like apparently the shark represents like alien menaces such as communism or the third world or oh something like that. Well, yeah, the Cold War was, you know, <laughs> it was still going ongoing on at that time. Yeah, by yeah. when this movie came out. So you know, Jaws just represents Russia, which is also Hell can yeah. be applied. Uh, to our times now, yay! Yeah, with Russia. Oh yeah, it's World War Three coming War III soon. Coming soon to <laughs> a landmark near you. That'd be great um, if World War Three breaks out and there's like obviously the f- honestly the only thing I could censor the internet is a world war uh, because the U.S. government probably wants to do it and if there's a world war they have an excuse to do it. So that means that this podcast could just become a state-sponsored thing. Oh, no. And we could make... Uh, well, actually, no. Because my thing is that I think if we if a civil war starts, <coughs> our first course of action should be we become a sponsored podcast, sponsored by whatever side, you know, fucking... It would probably be like a political divide. Um, whatever side we feel like it. And we, you know do the show and we make money and we just spew the beliefs of whatever side is giving us money well i'm glad that joe has a plan that's beneficial for us joe Um, we all i mean mean, when when the war breaks out joe's like you know when the war breaks out what i what am i gonna do to keep myself and my family safe well i'm going to uh side with a certain side and uh have it sponsor my podcast <laughs> yeah well, well we will make three dollars a year which will put us in the top one percent three dollars a year given, <laughs> given that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah once the, the war the breaks economy out. in our country is it would be fucked well now i mean the, the thing is that if there was a civil war our economy would probably be fucked and first off new york would take over new jersey and then new jersey would take over the philly part of pennsylvania at least what the fuck is this? Grammarly. <laughs> <laughs> My fucking SpongeBob meme has fucking ads. What the Wait, fuck? Wait, are you Joe, playing it on a, Oh, it's ten hours of. Oh. <laughs> Joe. I thought you just that. like shared Joe, the GIF. I didn't Joe, know did it you, was a did video. Did you read the YouTube laws or something like last year that they put out? What? Like from now on, every single video out there, even if you don't want it to be monetized, will be monetized. So there's going to be some ads playing on that video that you're playing right now. Well, the thing about YouTube is that... That's not true, though, because my videos are never monetized. No, they will be monetized. Well, you don't get money from it. Yeah, you won't get money, but you will get monetized. I mean, yeah, you'll get monetized, but you won't get money from it. YouTube's just stealing your money. 
Basically, yeah. you know. Well, the thing about YouTube is, like, everybody likes to shit on Susan Wojcicki or whatever. And, like, sure. But when you think about it, she sort of has an impossible job. You know, like, she, literally everybody in the world has access to unlimited cloud storage because of YouTube. Like, you can upload however much you want, and you don't have to pay a dime, and you don't have to make a dime for YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just crazy. I mean, just the logistics of that. You can commit so many crimes all at yeah. once. Well, it's, it's not even that. It's the fact that you, like, YouTube has to keep all these videos in a service somewhere and that costs like a lot of money and they're not making money on 99.99999% of the videos that come out you know right. at least not they're worth in how much space it's taking up mm-hmm. it's like yeah it's and just crazy just keep that going and going every single day well, anyway let's, like get, back, let's jaws, get back to the movie <laughs> um kind of like how jaws is uh, a large majority of the movie is men getting drunk and being yeah. that's not really that's not really the majority the boys yes it <laughs> is no, it's that's a just movie about men bonding three men from three different worlds one an old fucker two a sinful police chief and not three <laughs> a guy who likes science no, and he's like a, what the movie bond. describes him as a spoiled college kid because he's rich, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, that sounds yeah, like and us. there is like an, there's like a class undertone as well, which I yeah. think again comes back to the Cold War. Um, but I don't know. It could, it could be two yeah. different things. But yeah, you got the old guy saying to Hooper like, oh, you're just a little bitch boy because you got money. I had to work with these hands. But like, you're still making money. Like I, working class people are real, are like the backbone for our country. They do jobs that a lot of people don't want to do. But then, you know, you have the people in Wall Street and, you know, uh, sucking the dick of corporatism. And ultimately, that's what they're doing. But, like, they're still <laughs> fueling the economy. Ooh, the school shooter movie ad. Cool. Oh, yes. Um, next up on the An podcast. An Isaac Matthews story. Uh, Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> the, uh, what? Yeah, Cassie, the story of Isaac Matthews. A Cassie story. <laughs> Wait, is it the story of Isaac or is it the story uh, of Cassie? Why don't we keep talking about Jaws? <laughs> yeah, Jaws. Um... That was just my problem is just, like, I was just bored. Like, I was just bored the whole time. And, like, there's this really cool shot I like on the beach right before the little boy gets chomped up. And the camera is switching, is cutting from person to person. And normally I don't like cuts. I am a big fan of continuous shots. But the camera was just, like, boom, one person, boom, another person. And you're, like, who is going to get fucked next? And it no, was, wait, that it wasn't honestly... A, was he... Wait, did, did you say it was a cut shot with that, you know, the shot underwater? It was... No, it was a big, wide shot on the beach, and then it, w- it would cut to kids in the water, and then yeah. it would cut to a woman on the beach reading, and then it would cut to other people in the water, and you were, like, who's next? It was so suspenseful, and that was the best scene in the movie. Oh, the rest okay. of it was boring for me. Really? Oh, I like how the kid just got fucking consumed by the shark like a meat grinder. He <laughs> was like, "Woo!" <laughs> he was dead. Like, awesome, man. Yeah, I yeah, love children kids. being murdered. Who screw said kids. that? Dude. Joe Honish. <laughs> yes, I did. 
folks. Yeah, I like I like how Joe takes pride in that, honestly. But <laughs> oh <laughs> man, well problem. we we could bring up what Joe was going to suggest in uh, order to yeah, see sure, Cassie. If you want to, Joe, you, you you're not you're fine with it. Yeah, fuck it. Well, Joe's like, there's so much worse that I could be canceled for. I'm gonna be canceled one day. It might as well happen now. Yeah. No, it won't be. I wouldn't be canceled for this. I wouldn't be canceled for talking about a Serbian film because honestly, you don't even know my opinion on the film. <laughs> I, I it, like. You have seen it, I'm though, just, right? No, I'm <laughs> just saying that there would be merit in like a critical analysis of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not even like. I'm not even supporting the film. I'm just saying that there's merit in critical analysis. And I don't think I'd get canceled for that. I mean, people have can... seen it. That people, yeah. people have regarded it as either disgusting or like a really thorough take on uh, the porn industry or whatever. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I just know there's child porn in it, so um. Well, it's not. It's not actual. No. It wouldn't be legal in the states if it was. That is true. I mean. Yeah, actual. but it's like well, wait, what about they're cuties, acting. Though? What about cuties? That that wasn't that was. I mean, you could just pass it off as avodica, but that's not porn. Okay then. It's not if they're not naked. I mean, it's fucking legal as fuck. <laughs> that is true. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. It's legal. America, right. nothing is right or wrong here. You wanna <laughs> have have a film where you simulate child porn? Go anyway, ahead. back back to the back to the movie. Back to the movie. We we barely yeah. talked about the. We need to like. Talk about the movies nope. more often. <laughs> we don't. We do. no. The best part of these episodes are when we don't. This Wait, I'm going to skip to the list. end. I'm going to skip to the end of the SpongeBob thing, and then hopefully it triggers all of the ads. Among Us ad! That's probably fake. Anyway. Like a fake. Like, um, Joe, what's your personal thoughts on the characters or story? Um, Joe, what do you think about the Jaws franchise? <laughs> <laughs> they don't even get the joke. You're like, just. I don't even understand what you just said or why Isaac's but laughing. But Isaac is laughing, and that's all we need to hear. Um, anyway, Joe, sorry to interrupt. No, I, I wasn't going to say anything, so you're all good. <laughs> you saved me. <laughs> anyway, Joe, continue, continue. You have nothing Wait, to well, say about the characters in the story of Jaws? I don't know. I I liked. I thought it was interesting. I liked the um, the whole thing, like the whole class thing. I liked the whole like oh, like the old way is not always the best way, and you have to somehow, and like, find some kind of medium and like embrace the good parts of both things. I think that that's an interesting storyline, especially like you see that a lot nowadays. But I feel like in the seventies, that was a little more like, of a cutting-edge view. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I liked how, like, like a lot of the movie took place on the water instead of it just being, like, the climax. Um, I thought that was interesting. Um, I, um, it's definitely Steven Spielberg's, uh, like, debut movie, too. And he struggled a it, lot making this movie. Yeah, <laughs> we need to give some appreciation to that because, like back then, it was a lot of trouble shooting on the ocean, and the movie went over budget. And like at times, Spielberg thought he would be fired for this. Yeah, <laughs> it looks pretty good. I'm not like particularly yeah. a fan of the cinematography, but for the time, I have a lot of respect. 
It's uh, very early. Um, it's before scope was very popular. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was interesting that he decided to shoot in scope. Mm -hmm. um, and Steven Spielberg, he's a man of many aspect ratios. So, <laughs> um, good for him. Would you say Steven Spielberg is your favorite director, Joe, or no? What? No, no way. He's no, like no. Favorite. No, it's like a question. Like, what's your favorite director? <laughs> My favorite fucking director. Um, <laughs> Why do you add the F word in it? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe's uh, favorite director is himself, of course. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> but no, Steven Spielberg. Um, he has a lot of good. I think lately, um, he hasn't been doing he's too kind good. Of Fallen. I, I liked West Side Story. Yeah, but you um, did not like Ready Player One. Both of you did. Yeah, Ready Player okay, One. Okay, Ready Player One post. is garbage. I haven't yeah. seen it. And I want to see it. <laughs> garbage. No, that movie makes me fucking laugh. Not even like the cinematography because it it's makes you angry. Fast and just Finally, so we got a we got a movie that jo that makes Joe angry. Finally. Now I have a plan. No, someone, uh, someone no. fucking suggest Ready Player One because I have a lot to say about oh, the characters excellent. in that movie. <laughs> yeah. And see, I, I went to go see that movie when I was like 13, so of course I loved it. And I was like, oh, look, look, it's Iron Man. Look, it's, it's The Shining, all these cultural references. Now I'm just like, this is a clusterfuck of nothing. Like, what? Yeah. Uh, I saw it when it Definitely came out. Definitely his worst it. movie. Oh, you hated it when it came out? Yes, I remember sitting in the theater, being like, "That's like I don't want to be here right now." What a thirteen-year-old you were, was, Joe. I wish I was fucking dead. <laughs> and then I saw um, First Reformed, and I was like, "My faith has been restored." Yeah. Okay. Oh, actually, no. I saw First Reformed out um, after Incredibles two. That's a lie. Um, but Incredibles two wasn't great either. Yeah, yeah. Incredibles two um, was god awful. <laughs> um, no. but. Yeah, so he, I think, I don't know, he's not my favorite director. Um, Which one is, then? I don't know, I like, uh, I don't know, because I, I'm so, like, stuck in, like, a contemporary mindset when it comes to movies that I don't really, you know, mm. like, a lot of the directors that I follow are <coughs> people who've been making movies forever, and if they are, then I haven't seen, like, a lot of the older movies. But I don't know, I like Harmony Corny or whatever, however you say his name, the Gummo guy. He's good. Spring Breakers. Um, I like. Uh, fuck. Who else do I like? Quentin Tarantino. Christopher. Quentin Nolan. Tarantino's good. Yeah, Christopher. Yeah, I, I don't know about Christopher Nolan's much, but Quentin Tarantino. Um, he's good. He's kind of like the cop out answer though. Um. James Gunn's well, pretty well, good. Steven Spielberg is also a cop-out yeah. answer. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't say he's my favorite, actually. I said he was my favorite, but I don't think... I think... I have, Chris, like... For me, Steven have, Spielberg like, and Steven Spielberg and Christopher Nolan are one of my favorite directors. I have yet to watch every single Christopher Nolan movie. That's actually one of my plans this year, to watch every single movie made by him. You've seen every single um, Steven Spielberg movie? Um, Not... Well... Not really, but like one of my favorite movies that he has directed is Jurassic Park. Um, yeah, that's yeah. He kind of directed all the fucking classics. Yeah, he did. Like, yeah. he it's did. Crazy. Well, my favorite Steven Spielberg movie is Catch Me If You Can, but uh, we all knew that. Watch my Catch Me If You Can video, uh, please. <laughs>
<laughs> Stay tuned at the at the end of the episode. Where Guys, Isaac there's just not comes. a whole lot. Yeah, Isaac, who's your favorite director? <laughs> well, I didn't I just say like it was either Steven Spielberg or Christopher Nolan. I feel like I'm starting to warm up to Paul Thomas Anderson after Boogie Nights, but I haven't seen a whole lot of his uh, movies. But I'm starting to warm up to him. I yeah, still okay. haven't seen Licorice Pizza. Yeah, I've been meaning to see it. But apparently it's like really racist, so not two looking scenes. forward to it. Two, two scenes, scenes just two scenes. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Just two scenes of racism, you know? You can handle it. So what do you guys think about one of the best lines in the entire movie? What line? You're gonna we're gonna need you're gonna need a bigger boat. And they fucking thought, did. Like- they did need a bigger boat. The boat was toast by the end of the movie. And that wouldn't <laughs> have th- happened if they just went back to shore and got a bigger boat. So I didn't like that line too much. Why not? Uh, it felt ham-fisted. And they just said it again. Huh. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like okay. it was like... Yeah, go, go Joe. Oh, I feel like, I don't know. It's like kind of like... I don't know. I just didn't like the line too much. The whole fucking monologue that that old guy did, I couldn't understand a goddamn word he was saying. Oh, I understand. And I couldn't, I couldn't put subtitles on, and I was just like, I think he's talking about Vietnam and something about the H bombs. No, he was talking about the Indianapolis, like he was in World War Two, and then um, like this whole backstory is actually one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie because I, it kind of represents actually. Well, I don't know. Uh, about Joe, because like I, I mean, I don't know if you, yeah, you didn't hear the entire backstory, but I don't know about you, Joe. But I think to me, like, it kind of shows like the um, other guys sort of gaining respect towards Quint, because yeah. like, yeah, in the Indianapolis, um, he he survived the so basically what happens? He was in World War Two, and apparently, I think like um, I can't remember much of it. Um, it was, but it was a good monologue. But I think um, the boat crashed or something or got bombed. Mm-hmm. And the the whole crew went underwater, and during that time, sharks came, and yeah, yeah around like three hundred three hundred sixty people out of the thousand people survived the attack, and it's sort of like I think Quint in this in this case like has PTSD in a way, which is why in mm-hmm. most cases throughout the entire movie he seems to look very sarcastic, um, such as the time like. Like, in the following scene, like, quite literally after that monologue, there's, like, fire. And he's just, like, very calmly, like, Quint, I mean, Brody, would put out the fire, would you? He's not, like, that terrified or something. He's very sarcastic. Mm-hmm. And that has to do with his PTSD or something. And that's probably mm-hmm. why he has, like, sp- he spent most of his life hunting sharks. And I think... Uh, sorry, you go. Sorry, go, go. I've been ranting. Oh, uh, you can go if you want. Well, no, I did want to bring up like the fact that this story is like loosely, well, largely based on Moby Dick, and that does show uh-huh. like between Quint and the shark a lot, especially when he dis- when he destroys the phone, because like mm-hmm. he didn't, he doesn't need any help. He wants to kill the shark himself. Like at this point, it's no longer about the money; it's about killing the killing the shark. It's yeah, still a I think what thing to do. Yeah, well, well he's I obsessed think with the well, shark though. Like that's like literally like Moby Dick, though. Well, I think the reason why he cuts the phone is that so they can't like call help and yeah. then, like get out of there. Yeah, you know, he wants to end it there and now because he yeah, knows the he, other guys were pussy out. That's what I'm saying, but that's a decision he can make for himself. These are men oh. that have families. 
Like, the cop yeah. has a wife and children, young children. And this, yeah. look, like, you know, respect for the old guy, because, you know, I mean, I mean, I have mixed feelings, because he was on a ship that was partially delivering um, H-bombs, which, you know, that's a controversial thing in, in the, in, in its, of itself. But... I have respect for him because, you know, he served and, you know, he obviously is, like you said, Isaac suffering from PTSD and, and has uh, certain ways about uh, doing things. He abides by very specific structures. But if he makes a decision to, you know, cut the phone or do whatever, he's on, he's working with these men now. And I just feel like up until that monologue scene and when they all, you know, get pissed drunk together, he wasn't really putting in a team effort. And it's like look, that's I really like you, I think that's like the point of the character though, because like he's been hunting all by himself. He's more he's always presented as a sort of sexist jerk. That's the point of the character though, because again, like well, a, yeah, what, what were you gonna say, sorry, I, Joe? <laughs> I guess it's like um, I mean that the this monologue scene is the scene where they like like were really the whole theme of like the the. You know these different people from like kind of different generations and different backgrounds like coming together. That's where that really takes. I didn't feel form. like it was coming together. I just felt like yeah. they, you know, their bonding was just in a movie that's like two and a half hours. I just didn't really feel like the old guy's name is Quint, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> First of all, his death was so rushed. And when when I write characters or when I see well-written characters, there needs to be an initial startup, a um oh my god, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Oh my god. Well, how did you want like, him to die? Like I didn't I didn't want him to I wanted him his character to have a payoff. Yes, there's a startup, there's a progression, that's the word I was looking for, and then there's the the payoff of the character. You can't set up a character um, to be a certain way. And, and then, like, you know, I just... I feel like, you know, for a, for a movie that has a lot of death in it, it doesn't really dwell on death at all like it, it's it's almost like because saying the, well the thing is the film's not focused on it being a monster movie because like unlike most monster movies that i have seen they never get the chance to develop the characters at all and that's the biggest issue because you gotta like create these characters weren't that developed no they were I disagree or maybe yeah, I they disagree. just they were, Maybe they were, they were very, just because I couldn't relate to them and I couldn't and I couldn't really i don't think it's on the sense that you relate to them but it's more like on the sense like Oh, like you understand their characters, like in maybe not like sympathetic wise, but like in this sense, like you understand who these characters are and their struggles or something. So it's in that nature. In this case, you can't just create if you're creating like a monster movie like this, you can't just make a movie solely focused on the monster and not develop your human characters. Well, that's what I'm Quite- saying. I just feel like there wasn't a substantial enough relationship. What other scene? Have those men had together besides that monologue scene and besides well, working they went, together they, to catch the shark? When they were trying to, like, like quite literally on the boat, there was full of character development and how the characters interacted with one another. That's like but, full of. But the whole the whole time on the boat was either catching the shark or it was that not the entire. It's the not monologue. the entire. It's not the entire. Well, that well, I mean, you're right, but that's like kind of a um, very surface level analysis. 
Well, that's, I that's mean, like, yeah, obviously, at the surface level, that's what it is. Why is so much well, of the movie spent on well, trying I didn't to say, catch the I didn't, shark? Well, I didn't say the movie was surface level. I just said your analysis was. I mean, like, yeah, like, they're on the boat catching the shark. That's what they're literally doing. But while they're doing it, they're having these conversations. And you see, like, the, you know, the old guy, like, kind of trying, like, a... Uh, uh, like asserting his um dominance you know yeah he's like confidence and like the scientist guy kind of you know well um, i liked that bickering between them that that i thought was effective but like again i just i don't feel like it was as developed because when they weren't talking to each other about like life things and look i get it ultimately it's it's about people forming the movie is not necessarily about forming relationships it's about you know the shark and it's about going after and facing your fears and working with people that from like you guys said from all different backgrounds i understand that what i i think we're having a disconnect on is the fact that i wanted to see more of their development than just let's catch the shark and you guys seem to be satisfied with that no i mean i i think we just got more out of it than you did yeah, I, I think I think the thing is like the character like they're already properly like the th yeah they're stuck on this boat that like the whole point is that they're trying to catch this shark but while on that they're they're still having these interactions like from Quint abusing Hooper that's like that's like part of their characters Quint that you know that's basic that's like entirely it's just them interacting with none with one another and how they're trying to catch the shark and this small little exchange conversations and the, how they act towards each other it's supposed to be it's purposely made to be toxic on that boat especially in terms of quint's character because he's the most toxic one out of them all that's like quite well, i know at first like it's toxic and you know again no, he's I always been toxic that, he's always been toxic. yeah and i think that like killing him again goes back to what joe says about like get with the new like get with the times you know sever your ties with with older generations and with traditions and things like that um but then this movie other than you know the cinematography, or not the the music, and obviously the um, mechanics and effort that went into this movie. I'm not disrespecting that. I just feel like this movie didn't take a lot of risks. It did. Plot wise, it took. It, well, it, I think. Well, I think the problem is that this movie was made in the '70s, so like a lot of. I mean, it's such a prolific movie that like a lot of, like movies made after it were, um, you know, what you call it. Uh, like um uh, fuck like i don't want to say based it's not based on it but um or inspired by not inspired but um fuck i completely lost the word but they they've taken bits and pieces from it so i think in the 70s this was probably and i i, I don't even think that even today this movie i think would be kind of risky in the way that so much of this uh movie takes place on the water like the like i think if most other directors or writers, you know, directed or wrote the movie, the part where they're on the ship would be, like, 10, 20 minutes, and it would just be, like, the climax, but instead, there's a lot of slow moments, it's a lot of them just on the boat waiting, and you don't know what's gonna, you know, happen next. I don't next. like slow moments. I... Then how else are you gonna... A lot of people don't, that's what yeah. makes it risky. Well, how else are you gonna develop the characters, then? You like can this... develop because that there was there was time where they, they were just biting time and just like 
you know, there's shots of the water and then they're just having slow interactions. And and every single interaction that um that Hooper and Quint had, again, up until the monologue, was just aggressive. And I mean, again, I understand what they're trying to say about like, you know, men and dominance and asserting yourself and whatever, whatever. But again, I just wanted to see more development. I I feel like the ch- the police chief was developed really well as being kind of the central character of the movie. Um, Hooper's developed because he takes risks. My concern is the development of the men's relationship together. I just really feel like is not there. And again, I guess it doesn't matter because like one of them dies, but. I just didn't believe the bond between them, you know, like it, it, like when I watch other action movies, like this is a stupid example because like it's already pre-established characters, but like when I watch a Marvel movie, like I feel the relationship between those characters. And again, it's a stupid example because I'm talking about Marvel, but like I, you guys know what I mean? Like you watch a movie and like from the beginning, your character setup is so fleshed out that you just... Yeah, but that's in this that's in the it? same sense of Jaws though. Cuz I remember I I, I've agree. I've watched I've watched the Avengers and I didn't watch I've only watched Iron Man, Captain America and Thor. That's all the movies I've watched. I don't know who Black Widow is or who Hulk, the Hulk is. I've watched the Avengers and I completely got a sense of who the characters are without watching mm-hmm. the other movies. And that's the same thing with Jaws. Cuz like the characters is the character development is still there. The characters interactions are quite enough for them to like develop the characters and they're stuck on this boat there's a lot of toxicity at hand because they're trying to catch this creature and there's a lot of anger thrown at each other a lot of abuse thrown at each other i just i don't know i don't think you're like um seeing a lot of it i don't know well i think really what the biggest piece of development is the fact that the pot on the water is so slow you know because as you're watching the movie you kind of start to you know if you just if they just cut to a scene of them waiting on the boat being bored, you wouldn't really feel that. No, the movie starts with them on the boat, that you see them go, and then you see them start doing things, and you'd be like, oh, maybe this is it, maybe this is it. And then they're just kind of waiting around, and you as an audience member is also waiting. And I think that kind of like puts you in the mind, it, at least it put me in like the mindset of the people on the boat and allowed me to understand them better, understand why, you know, they're getting a little more irritable, understanding why, you know, the scientist does that thing with the barrel, you know, it seems selfish, but he's been waiting on that boat for so long and you as an audience has been watching for so long, you want a little more, you know. I think that honestly, the biggest, that's really what i guess the biggest piece of development is just how the movie i guess attempts to put the viewer on that boat with them so you can kind of like like there is no like really witty dialogue it's just like entirely through like feelings and pacing it, it is yeah and, a lo- well, and I mean, like a lot of movies don't do that like the meg for example because yeah. that was an awful yeah that did you watch the meg <laughs> yeah so yeah that. that was an awful 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 shark movie because not only it didn't <laughs> develop the characters like concept wise it wasn't even scary at all because like it's not just jaws isn't scary just for the music alone but also for the cinematography too 
because you're, it's your imagination that plugs in the pieces. And that's what Spielberg, Steven Spielberg's intent was, because you're supposed to see, you're supposed to know what's happening through the music and cinematography. Because like that's that's the driving force behind Jaws. That's what makes it a better movie. Meg did not do that. The Meg was just straight up a cash grab, heartless. Well, not heartless. Yeah, soulless cash grab. That was I just. I mean, me I pay respect to Jaws. Just because like I didn't really like it doesn't mean I don't respect the movie. I just like you know you guys got way more out of it than I did. I was fucking bored most of the time. So, if anything, I I felt like it was a me problem because I was like, why? I mean, you know, I can contextualize it in terms of the 70s and like, okay, that underwater shot of the girl swimming in the very beginning, that's very, you know, not only uh, culturally promiscuous, but like, uh, it's stunning visual-wise because, you know, a shot like that hadn't been done before. Like, I can, and then the, the shark robot, that's, you know, yeah. a, a very big risk in terms of you know the mechanics of it but the movie it, it just it literally feels like i like a plot that you can kind of sum it like it goes from point to point to point and the pacing is flawless this movie's pacing pretty good but again you're never gonna get like just... um flawless pacing though Oh, no, there are I'll, some movies, I believe, that have, like, flawless pacing. I think this movie isn't flawless if you're, um, like, if you're just watching it, kind of, um, if, if you're watching it, like, and, like, watching it as, like, a shark movie, um, well, I because... I was watching it critically, because I was just looking, you know, part of me was, like, okay, I want to see what all the fuss is about, like, people have been raving about this movie since it came out it's it's a testament of time it's a classic but it just you know and i respect it as a classic and i can see why people really like it but it just didn't do it for me well i think the pacing like i don't know i already talked about how i like the pacing at least at the um you know the i do the agree with what you said joe about part. how it kind of immerses you to be on that boat but i didn't want to be on that boat I wanted. And well, if where I are you gonna, gonna be, be though? Because they're gonna be ca like they're gonna catch the shark. Where are you gonna be though? If I, if like, I, the space. I wanted space? to be on the boat, but I wanted them to not spend so much fucking time. Like every time you think they're gonna catch the shark, it's like, oh, we got the barrel. But I'm but the music. It's ramping up. Oh, here we go. Oh, they're gonna. And he went under the boat. Oh no, he went under the boat. What the fuck are we gonna do? Ah, we're yelling at each other. And and now he's gone. And now we're waiting again. And then ten minutes later, after after some really dry dialogue, it's oh here he comes again. Oh, we're doing another barrel. Okay, let's go. I was like, it's the same thing for like thirty fucking yeah, minutes. Yeah, because like Quint thinks that he can kill the shark though, because he's had experience what? with what. Quint's a well, fucking idiot in the movie. No, shows I that. think, I think um, Jaws, in my personal opinion, succeeded where films like Don't uh, uh, Tick Tick Boom fail. And it's kind of you can even see it as like a like a thing about like the creative process, you know, how you think you got something and you keep going, you keep going, you keep going. They're like, oh, I lost it, and then you try again, and then you lose it again, and you you just keep thinking you have something, you keep I don't think losing Jaws it. Is, has anything to do with the creative process? Well, it doesn't have anything to do with COVID. I think it doesn't have anything to do with COVID, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I think it, I think it's a bet. I think it's a better. Um, 
I think it's a better fucking uh, global warming movie or whatever climate change movie than Don't Look Up. I think it's a better creative process movie than Tick Tick Boom. I agree. And um, <laughs> I think it's so a. Sad. You haven't even seen shark. Don't Look Up, Isaac. I did see it. No, I'm, she's talking about me. She's talking about me. Oh, you? Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I was I, I was agreeing I, with I, in, in, the, in the terms of the creative process compared to Tick Tick Boom. I was, I was, I'm glad Isaac's on my side about this now. <laughs> yeah, Joe, thank you for defending this movie. <laughs> Whatever. Um, you guys are just but, singling me out. Cause, no, it's like not said, like... This movie yes. has no relatable female characters. The last scene of the wife is her... And she's well, wait, literally no, fail, well, flailing away. Well, Lion King doesn't have any relatable characters, but you like that movie. What? Lion King doesn't have Lion any... Lion rel- King... Not not female or not relatable female characters, and even with the female Nala? characters, fe- Nala is like very underdeveloped, though. Like the same. No. Yeah, she is. Isaac, are you saying something negative about the Lion King? Yeah, I have a lot of negative things to say about the Lion King. Like, I don't think it's a perfect movie. <laughs> if I thought that it was a perfect movie, then what's the point of me watching more movies? Honestly. Hell yeah. That's, that's yeah. I, fair. I could I could honestly stick with the Lion King and say this is the most perfect movie and not watch any other movie. Yeah, because like I think Nala's a developed character. No, she's not really. She's, a, she's not really a developed character. I mean, she serves her purpose in the movie. She does serve her purpose, but she's not really much developed either. Look, the Lion like, and, 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 can definitely benefit from more female characters, but Nala's pretty cool. I mean, like, yeah, I could say it develop it could benefit with more female characters, but then again, you need to realize it's like it's Simba's story too. And that's the problem that I had with the remake, because the like the increased amount of time with the female characters took away from Simba's story. And that's the same thing I could say about the Aladdin remake too, because they developed Jasmine and Genie a lot more. What? You know, Disney's just gotta give the those ladies that screen time screen yeah. time so they no, can like- I'm just appeal. saying though. I'm just saying though. Like in this case, like it takes away from the from the main character because it's the main character story. No, and I honestly, honestly, if they're gonna do the same with the Little Mermaid remake, because like in the original movie, it's all about Ariel, but they're gonna develop Prince um, Prince well, Eric more to the well, point. Well, Ariel's where... a girl, so like they might just focus on her, like completely. Yeah, honestly, to the honestly, point where you can't even understand or even remember any of the other characters personality yeah. traits but isaac the reason why i chuckled is because when you mentioned the aladdin remake and and female characters i just thought of speechless and i just started laughing cause oh okay good i thought you were laughing song. at yeah. my point yeah. i hate that song you no, guys you guys have <laughs> fucking scene you she just makes everyone disintegrate with her voice and she's no, just like, I, and then she just goes back into the room and does nothing for the rest of the movie no, no, <laughs> guys, i've actually debated I've, I've had a thought i had a long thought about this I've, I've actually been oh, thinking, no. is the Aladdin remake somehow worse than the Lion King remake? Because the Lion King remake is bad, don't get me wrong. But the Aladdin no, I like remake, Aladdin better. But the yeah. Aladdin remake just Will Smith, does things... come on. No, the Aladdin remake does things a whole lot worse than the, than the Lion King remake. It massively... I disagree. It but massively I like in, Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith is the only part that saves the movie, but everything else is just awful. It's straight up yeah, garbage. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But, like, but you know, Lion King has no redeeming qualities. Uh, Aladdin has Will Smith, so there we go. That's that's enough to I mean, put it higher in the books I, for I me. I guess I guess so. But yeah, going back on topic, like I don't think you really need, especially if this story is more focused on like you know male toxicity in a way too. Like what what could a female character do in this situation? 
Like if you put a, if you throw a female character, I don't character know. There could have been a woman on the boat. Now I'm not saying like, what, just what, for what, all what would you that do? people out there. I don't know. It would it would have a female character, and maybe you could even go into not you know not in the Disney way of you're not strong enough because you're a girl. But you could have you know. But you do realize there's like a the sexist show. person on board too, right? So that's obviously oh, yeah. not going to work anyway. Oh my god, like, if the you logic's not going to work. If you would have replaced the okay, I'm going to rewrite Jaws. Here we go. Chief Brody is now a woman. Emmy, if you rewrite this masterpiece, I will never forgive you. Whatever, Isaac. I don't need your forgiveness. I think the, I don't the need scientist anyone's. would probably be the woman. No, the scientist is the woman. The cop, or sorry, sorry. The scientist is, stays the same, because I liked him a lot in the movie. Quint the stays character. the same, but the cop is a woman, and it's representative of the changing times and how, you know... It's the 79, like, when was this movie made? 76? 75. 75? Okay, so that's, like, roughly before, you know, like, uh, 9 to 5 and Working Girl and all that stuff. And, you know, uh, Mary, Mary Tyler Moore show with women in the workplace and all that stuff. And you could have Quinn just be an asshole to her and just be like, you know, nothing. And he'd do it in his weird old man way. Yeah, but like, honestly, you know? it's more interesting to see the relationship between Quint and Hooper because they're com they're complete opposites. They're complete polar opposites. And meanwhile, Quint is just there. Like Quint, yeah, yeah Quint. Well, Quint. I mean, Brody's just there. Quint doesn't have anything like have any beef with Brody. And honestly, the 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 like the. The development between Quint and Hooper is much more interesting to watch. Honestly, I don't know if throwing in a female character would make it any better. I, well, I think, think it would. I think, um, well, Hooper's the scientist, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he would probably be the female because he's the person who represents the changing of the times yeah. more mm -hmm. than anyone else. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I, I think, think that would That's make fair. more sense. Honestly, that would make more sense. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, I, mean, I think if there's a female better character, Quentin would probably like fucking do some fucked up shit. Yeah. And honestly, yeah, who fucking knows? All of the females in this movie are either sexualized or just completely fucking forgotten about. Uh, but just that's like fine. real life. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac, do me a favor. Next time you laugh, I need you to laugh directly into your mic. Yeah, you always you always go so far away. I want to hear the peaking of it. <laughs> Seriously. Just, no, go, go, go! Come on. Is that better? Oh Jesus, that was horrifying. <laughs> no, okay, we don't we don't don't put horniness into it, Isaac. <laughs> Cassie came out for two seconds right there, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Oh, come oh, on. Folks. No. <laughs> Guys, I just want to let you know we've meet, met our hour mark, and we are officially 30 minutes away from the new Euphoria episode, which features oh lots God. of female characters I and no sharks. I don't care. No way. I don't care. <laughs> what if the what sharks you you are care, actually the heroine? Look, uh, whatever. I don't care about Euphoria. <laughs> What do you to, have against Euphoria? It's, it's about Isaac. It's about you. It's about it's the Isaac Multhew story. <laughs> okay, okay, Joe. What would be the Isaac Multhew story? Tell me that. The Fallout and you, Euphoria. <laughs> okay, what's the Fallout and what's Euphoria? 
The two, the uh, just just roll with it. No, I'm yeah, not rolling with is, it. I'm, I'm still, I want to know. Movie. I want to know. I'm not doing a uh, shooter movie. No. The Fallout. No, is, I mean it's a story what about Euphoria you. Euphoria is about. Wait, what? Do you know what Euphoria, Euphoria is about? No, no. Emmy's just trying to fool with you. Euphoria no. is about a struggling. No, no. Euphoria is about a struggling animator who like tries to make an animated movie about chickens or something. No, Joe. And, that's what I was gonna say. Why did you oh, think I yeah. was fucking with him? I, I thought you were gonna fuck with. Oh, I thought you were gonna tell me about drugs or something. No. Thought, like, why would I do that? Okay, no, Isaac. It's you know, a really gripping story about show, a young right? animator whose parents don't understand her. Right now, the series. Well, you don't even have to. We just did your job for you. Yeah. So no, you can just I told you what it's about. You guys You could just start telling people that you Group yeah, of high school students story. to their experience of identity, <laughs> trauma, drugs, friendship, love, and sex. Somebody, you can, see, somebody and that's that. just side stuff. That's Joe, just side you know stuff I'm the, the one that's stuff. editing this, right? You know, I don't care. Joe, yeah. do, would you like to edit this podcast? Hey, Isaac, Isaac. No, exactly, just, didn't think so. Uh, exactly, Fuck you, Isaac. <laughs> um, no, because Isaac, it's like um. Th- those are about the two side characters. Um, those yeah. are. Why is it the uh, main the, premise of the movie? I mean, the show. Because so, so Euphoria is one of those shows, kind of like um. It says the like series the, follows a group of high school students, implying that it's basically the entire show. Yeah. No. So it's trying to fool you by telling you. Yeah. And the main character is a teenage drug addict who is fresh out of rehab and struggling to find her place in the world. She serves well, as the no, series narrator. She's also an animator. Main, main she serves as the series narrator, though. It well, says nothing yeah, about she her. She narrates the people's lives through animation. Yeah. Well, you, all, exactly. well, look, look, guys, look, guys, this, this show already has narration. That's a big downer for me because you know for a fact that I hate narration. Watch Fight Club, Isaac. Yeah, seriously. Does, wait, that has narration? Yeah. Oh, then I have no hope really in well. him. <laughs> it's Euphoria so fucking good. does it really well too. I don't trust Euphoria. I trust. I trust. I trust, I, I trust Fight Club. Well, you know what? Just, if if Joe watches it and likes it, then I'll watch it and like. And you know, I'm I'm gonna what, go. Euphoria? Wow. Okay. So yeah. you know, wait a second, trust Isaac. I'm gonna live by Joe's. Well, most of Joe's opinions. Most of Joe's opinions. Oh, okay. <laughs> most of. So Joe's. you're gonna listen I hate to the man, you guys. Fuck not this the woman. Show. I'm pausing my recording again. <laughs> Isaac's oh, being sexist oh, come on. right now. Isaac's I being sexist. have to suffer. Mom, you know Isaac's what, Isaac, being just sexist because again. I made you watch Vivo doesn't mean you have to invalidate all of my feelings. No, it does. It does mean that. Because you know how I so much I suffered watching Vivo? Like, I almost fell asleep watching that movie. I never do uh, that with any movie. Oh, uh, where? Where? You almost <laughs> fell asleep. Emmy, I have a plan. Emmy, I have a plan for your demise, all right? So, fuck that, 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 that. Fuck you, Isaac. <laughs> Joe, can you say that? <laughs> fuck you, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when Joe says that. She's so funny to me. I'm glad, Isaac. <laughs> he still he sounds so. He sounds like someone who works at a nursing home. Damn. He sounds so defeated. How did I end up here? What am I doing? Joe, there hasn't it? been an ad in a while. Yeah, just... we've been going pretty good with SpongeBob. Joe, what's your thoughts on the Cars franchise? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
What are your thoughts on this fucking dick, Isaac? Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> Yo, um, unfortunately, I can't see your dick right now. We just Damn. see SpongeBob dancing. Wait, you mean Damn. Moby Dick, right? No, I mean uh, yes, my the inspiration dick. for for John is Moby Dick, a story about yeah. Joe Honish. Yeah, uh, my my if penis the is the whale. And Euphoria is. It sounds um, like Boogie Nights. What if Joe was the main character of Boogie Nights? Like, and it actually happened. Who says he isn't? <laughs> Just my life. Who says life. Joe isn't Mark Wahlberg? So Joe, you're no. actually Mark Wahlberg. Well, no, you see, my 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 penis is Moby Dick, and Isaac is um Captain Ahab or whatever. What does that mean? It sounds like an erotica film. No! It actually is. No! I'm not starring in it. What? Too late. Isn't, isn't You've there already a comedy had. called, like, Pete, someone made, it's, it's Joe and Isaac make a porno. Yeah. Joe, yeah, Joe yeah. if that comes to the point, I, I demand more money. That's what, that. <laughs> he didn't say no, he just said he needs more money. No, Isaac, I'm not giving you any money. <laughs> you know, Joe, I want a one million dollars. You want a one million dollars? One million. I want one million dollars. Uh. And then you'll would, get fucked you'll in the fuck ass by yourself. Joe. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Isaac. Deal. <laughs> Joe, you're not gonna get uh, one million. Now that we have dollars. audio evidence to this, you know, Joe, I can easily edit it Joe. out. I don't care. I have no. The audio. We all. Yeah. Joe's recording it. He has it now. I have the audio. So. Don't. <laughs> don't. Well, yeah. Don't. Fuck you, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, do we want to throw in our ratings? Or are we still uh, going to say fuck you, Isaac, for a little bit? Uh, let's, throw, let's, um, let's throw in our ratings. So, um, who wants to stars. start? Um... You know, Joe, you should I get give, I give, I just, uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so demanding. I'm sorry, Isaac. <laughs> I'm sorry, Isaac. I don't, I don't know what, 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 what came over me. <laughs> you just make me so angry. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I do. I'm so proud of Wait, Joe, did I ever tell you this story where I played this one song from the Jungle Book? called Bare Necessities to the point where my roommate can't listen to it anymore. I'm not surprised. That's just, that's just your entire like, life. His, he, like, my roommate was on a, um, um, what was it, a road trip with his friends, and the song started playing, and he just kept asking his friends to change the song. And his friends were like, why? It's a good song. And he said, like, I know it's a good song, but just please change it. Every <laughs> single time I hear the Bare Necessities, I see Isaac's face. Breaks out into cold sweat. <laughs> <laughs> what's your roommate's name isaac uh, i don't know if i, I i'm not gonna name yeah what's him. his last name <laughs> i'm not gonna uh, name drop it. what's his social security number <laughs> social security number time folks this is the part where isaac says his social security number. what no <laughs> you can use it to buy as many no. nfts as you want yes. NFTs. okay uh, isaac can you make nfts that I, seems up your alley I, I don't know what an nft is it's like um non-fungible token yeah could you no, elaborate yeah. on that it it's like um it's like fucking cryptocurrency except instead of like coins it's like fucking pieces of art it it's like it's so basically like, somebody pays ten thousand dollars for a picture over the internet 
and that's your picture and it's yours and no one else can have it even if they screenshot it it's not the original one because it's your nft exactly yep uh uh, interesting but um but that's up your alley uh no thanks i'm good (laughs) so like if you draw me a picture of serval and i showed it to joe He'd be like, wow, that's cool. It's mine now. I'd be like, no, this is my picture of Serval. The blockchain don't I, lie. I paid six million Isaac bucks for it. <laughs> Isaac bucks? That's not even a real Isaac currency. Bucks. Yes, it, it is. No, it isn't. Whatever. Let's get, in, let's, in get, let's, get, let's get into the ratings. By the way, Joe, you should get Hulu. <laughs> I, should get, I should get what? Hulu. Why? I saw one of your ads when you pressed off of oh, YouTube. <laughs> I fucking have Hulu. You do? How come it's asking you to get Hulu? I don't know. I guess um, it's not registered. Yeah. I guess you should get Hulu again. That's just a waste of Hulu's money. <laughs> um, I'm going to give Jaws. Uh, I have to think of something funny. I don't know. Uh, eight pelvic thrusts. Pelvic thrust. It's Isaac's asshole out of ten. No. <laughs> nice. Wait, eight? I... Did you say eight or? Yeah, eight out of ten. Uh, okay. Eight pelvic thrusts into your ass, Isaac. Yeah. Life is one. not fair, is it? Then the fuck <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly fair. <laughs> okay, Emmy, you go. Um, I'm gonna give Jaws six peri- uh, menstruating sharks out of ten. You know, Emmy, one day you'll start liking this movie, and then you'll admit no. that I was right. And w- and one day you'll start liking Raya. That's never going to happen. <laughs> Wait, how many did you give it, Emmy? I spaced out. I gave it a six, because I gave it okay. a three on the thing. So well, that's that... not awful. Isaac, that's not... It needs to be at least a seven or above. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just okay. kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, I'm looking at the you. movie we're going to watch next, and it has a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Epic. Wait, we were doing a follow-up. Yeah, but but I'm going to watch... But this is the movie I'm going to suggest. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay after okay, the follow-up. Okay, okay. okay. Um, so I'm going to give Jaws a wonderful, perfect... not Well, not perfect, but wonderful 10 out of 10. Whoa! What? Dang. I give a swing dick. That's I, a good number. I give a I give a lot. Well, I give some movies that I genuinely like a ten out of ten. Did you not check my letterbox, Joe? Uh, yeah, I did. But still, that's big, that's a big number. Uh, okay. Um. So, uh, yeah. Honestly, I like this podcast, but the one part I don't like is the part where we talk about the movies. <laughs> well, what do you suggest? <laughs> Uh, All right, well, we'll just plug your shit for you. Hi, guys. I'm Emmy Oliver. <laughs> and you should go on my Wix site, emmyoliver.wix.com. That, that's and not... And you should go... No. <laughs> oh, fuck. Do you have a domain? Like, emmyoliver.com? It's, I do, but I haven't used it yet. It's, um... Damn. It's, Make sure to follow me, me on Twitter. Make sure to follow what me on Twitter. What the fuck's wrong with you, Isaac? <laughs> <laughs> you interrupted <laughs> Joe plugging my stuff. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, on <laughs> no, Letterboxd. He's still things. going. He doesn't give Don't a do fuck. Don't do these things. Folks, it's emmyoliver0909.wixsite.com. I found it. Go on that website. If oh, wait. You, you no, no, no. Well, yeah. That... It might be that one, but it also might be emmyoliver0909.wixsite.com slash my site. Folks, so. you better do both. Yeah. Just be safe. <laughs> and folks, from there, you can find a Twitter, a YouTube, a Pinterest, a Tumblr, an Instagram. You can watch, uh, go on her YouTube. Or if you don't want to go on you the can website, also read it's my, You can also YouTube. read my essay on Euphoria, which is coming yeah. out in 20 minutes. 
Who's gonna and die? Somebody. Who's gonna overdose you, this episode? What? Uh, and do you guys have nine minutes and seventeen seconds to spare? Well, I have the video for you. Emmy Oliver <coughs> just nine days ago released the ranking of the main Monster High ghouls, and you can watch that on the Emmy <laughs> Oliver YouTube channel. You know it, so baby. Desired. Wait, Joe, are you still advertising for Emmy? Or are you gonna advertise yourself at this point? At, at he's some doing. Point? He's being a good lad for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Also, don't forget. To go on Emmy's Poshmark. Wait, do I plug, Joe, are we plugging you're that? Joe, you are what's up, my guy. Go to my Poshmark. I have flyers hanging around the, uh, where we live. Not about to drop where we live. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Emmy Oliver, 0902, on Poshmark. I sell makeup. I sell c- clothes, purses, jewelry, anything. And I, you can send an offer, and I will most likely accept it. Go check that shit out. Go buy my shit. I need yes. money to pay off debt yes. for the Mexican drug yes. cartel. I'm trying yes. to imitate Joe's yes, yes, yes. How do you do it, Joe? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great, You'll never be able laugh. to replicate it, Isaac. Just, just everything I say is fucking gold to Isaac. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> you might as true. well be a new god to Isaac. <laughs> Well, I'm already Joe's number one fan, so it already can't oh, check out. Yeah. You're his um, number one. Oh, my God. You're Isaac's villain, or, villain origin story. Damn. He's uh, like really Syndrome. Ah, oh, this is even better. Wait, I thought uh, Joe was going to be. No, I was. I said I was going to be the villain. Perfect. Folks, do you want to watch some shit that I made? Well, go ahead and go on Secret Passage Productions on YouTube, and you can watch some shit. Um, Do you have a new film called Some Shit? No, not yet. <laughs> Maybe one day. I might have to steal that from you. Um, you want me to edit that I was going to edit that part out okay. so I could cause more deniability. So, folks, um, and if you want to take out a loan in Isaac's name. Wait, what? Isaac, why don't you just drop your um, social security number? <laughs> okay. So it's um well part of it is Joe Honish uh, address so That's just weird. just look up his address and you'll find my social security number. What happens if you look up Joe Honish address? Let's, <laughs> let's see if I should be scared. You want me to advertise or do we do we should we wait? Advertise my address? No, advertise <laughs> no my my stuff. Joe Honish. Okay, advertise your stuff. Okay, uh, make sure to follow Isaac Matthew. I am now sitting at I think thirty-seven or thirty-eight thousand subscribers. I do not know. You can check it out yourself. Links will be in the description down below. I'm going to make an uh, an upcoming review about the Ice Age movie, and I have two videos set about Ryan the Last Dragon and Tarzan. So make sure to stay tuned for that. Follow me on Instagram and Letterbox. Joe, there's okay. a lot of you in New Jersey. Oh, and there's <laughs> there's, there's a, a Joe Honish that's 112 years old <laughs> that lives <laughs> on 430 Alcott Street in Philadelphia, uh, Joe, Pennsylvania. Wait, Joe, Joe, I think you have a son. It's called Joe Honish Jr. <laughs> Joe Honish. Oh no. Oh, shit. Guys, don't, don't, he's on Facebook. <laughs> don't let my parole officer know. He listens to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Honish. Phone number, address, public records. Oh. All right. Have a nice Call weekend, guys. Record. I hope you. Okay, we're done with this episode. Everybody who listens to this episode, I hope you die tonight. <laughs>